0: to our church at home service. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I hope, pray and trust as always that in this last week you have experienced something about the goodness and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that he's been working in your life, drawing you ever closer to him. And thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. I trust that this message will encourage you, will strengthen you, Well, grow your faith as we spend time together in the Word of God. Last week, I want to encourage you, if you missed that, to make sure that you listen to that too. Yaku shared such a profound word with us from John chapter 15 about God's pruning, about His coming as the vine dresser, cutting us, trimming us, bringing us back to a place where we can be prepared for even more fruitfulness. He spoke specifically about our abiding in the vine, the true vine, Jesus Christ. Such an important principle. I hope that we will only grow in more and more as we draw closer to Jesus. That you, in your personal life, would know more and more about abiding in Christ, being in Christ, drawing ever closer to Him. For those of us who are in South Africa, what a joy that our lockdown is lightened once more. May we continue to pray for the healing of our nation. May we continue to pray that God would take us step by step forward, obviously not only our nation, the nations of the world, but for us in South Africa, that's where our prayer would start, that God would smile upon us, that he would heal our nation, that he would redeem, that he would restore, that every moment, every year, 2020 perhaps, a year that a locust has eaten, that he would come and redeem those years for us. I would like us to pray before we continue with the word this morning. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you again for your goodness. Thank you for a time, a moment in our lives where we can slow down and step back, where we can draw near to you, where we can invite and allow your word and your spirit to speak to our hearts. And so right now we do that. We ask Holy Spirit, to speak to us. Change us, transform us, renew us, strengthen us, build us up. Reveal Jesus to us. Even today as we spend time in the word, make it living because your word is living. We acknowledge that we will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. And today, Lord, we are hungry for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I mentioned last week, Yaku shared such a beautiful, a powerful word with us about our pruning. I believe it's a timely word, not only because of the pruning that's happening, but I also believe that God is about to take us, to lead us individually and corporately into seasons of fruitfulness. We're in spring here in South Africa. What a joy to have the sun shining, the evenings a little bit warmer. I hope now that we were allowed to have friends over again, that you've had some brides, you've enjoyed a little bit of the really great weather, have been having the bible speaks about spring as the time when kings would go out to war and i have a stirring in my heart in my spirit that god is preparing to send us out to war not war in an old testament sense with swords and spears and shields and bows and arrows, but in a, a new testament sense carrying the gospel of the message of jesus bringing it into arenas where the enemy has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy, but where God would have us bring life and life in abundance. There where the gospel would change and transform lives, where souls would be saved. In a few weeks' time, I wanted to share a message on just the power of salvation, not in the way that we would normally think about it, but the springs of salvation that I believe God is wanting to open up over our lives, over our cities, and over our communities. But for today, I'd like us just to zoom in a little bit on this chapter in John chapter 15, this passage that Yaku shared with us last week. I would like us not to run away from it, but to spend time more into it before we move on to the next thing that God is saying to us to really take a moment to hear what He is saying to us. Yaku shared last week about us abiding in Christ, being, remaining in, depending on your translation, in the vine the true vine, Jesus, and we need to remain in Him. That is such an important truth, one we should never, ever lose sight of. Today I'm wanting to take that just a little step further and perhaps contextualize it for us as a church, maybe for you as an individual, just a little bit. I'd like to read from John chapter 15, and I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. It's a translation that I have available in my house right now, but I, I really just enjoy reading from a Bible, not just from a computer screen or printed notes. And so let's read together from John chapter 15, verse 1. We start I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father... I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. What a beautiful passage of Scripture. So much truth, and there's so much that we could spend weeks on end digging into and allowing the Word to speak to us. Before we carry on, there's one bit in the middle that I just sensed while I was praying and preparing for this message, really to zoom into, just for, for one person, perhaps listening to this message, who needs to hear this. Verse 11, Jesus speaking in this whole passage, and he says here in verse 11, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. God wants you to know that he is committed to your joy. One of the biggest lies of the enemy, one of the biggest lies that the devil holds before us about God and about his character is that God is a killjoy. That God wants us to follow him, but following him is boring and without joy. And yet Jesus says explicitly that his desire, his dream, his plan is for your joy, for my my joy, for our joy to be full. Some translations say that our joy may overflow. That is God's heart. For you, somebody here, perhaps you, you need to hear that. You need to be reminded of that, that God wants your joy to overflow. He is more committed to your joy than you could ever be. And following Him, walking away from the things in this world, the things that He calls us away from as He calls us towards Him, there is a joy in that, that we only truly discover when we draw near to Him. Never be afraid of drawing near to Christ for lack of joy. There is an abundance of joy as we draw near to Him. And then as we carry on in this passage, I want us to look specifically at two verses today, verse 8 and verse 16, which speak about fruit. Yaku last week, as I said, spoke about us drawing near to Christ, some keys about abiding in Christ, such valuable keys. Today I want us to focus on the purpose of pruning, Jesus says explicitly a number of times in this passage that he doesn't just prune us for the sake of pruning. He prunes us for the sake of fruitfulness. That as a matter of fact, we see here in verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so you will be my disciples. Two clear thoughts that we can take from that passage or that verse The first one is that our fruitfulness brings God glory. That if we are going through a season of pruning as a church corporately, and it's not hard to see that we are for the last six months, virtually all of our ministry has been pruned, has been cut away. We are unable to meet together in large groups on a Sunday. Bible school was paused to a large extent. Our foundations have not been able to continue. Even our small groups have been cut down so much. And yet I see God's hand in that. There are some staff changes happening, some leadership changes, which we will share with you in due course, which I just see so much of God's hand upon that. His pruning, His cutting away, so that we may be more fruitful. And the purpose, the reason behind all of that, we see here firstly in verse 8, by this my Father is glorified. Something about our ability to bear fruit is attached to the glory of God. And our bearing fruit brings God glory. Secondly, God wants you and me to bear not just fruit, but much fruit. He wants wants us, in a sense, to prosper in our fruitfulness. He wants you to prosper in your fruitfulness. He wants all of us individually to prosper. He wants us collectively to prosper in our fruitfulness. Much fruit. The third one we see here so you will be my disciples this is a sign in a sense that we will that we are his disciples yes this is how the world we will know that we are his disciples by the love we have for one another but a sign of a true disciple scripture holds before us here is fruitfulness and that's a great way for you and for me to in a sense gauge to measure our fruitfulness to step back and say god Am I truly a disciple? Well, here's a great way to ask that. God, am I fruitful? You might say, but what, what is fruit? And how do I know if I'm fruitful? In just a moment, I'll, I'll touch on that for, for us. But the question to start with here is to say, am I fruitful? Is my life fruitful? The fruitfulness in my life should bring God glory. There should be much fruit. And if I'm bearing much fruit, that is a sign. That is one way of knowing that I am a disciple. Scripture teaches us that as we are evaluating, as we are looking at people's ministries, as we are looking at the, the integrity of people's lives, that we should not so much look at their gifting, their ability, the great way in which they speak, even their flowing in the spirit, as beautiful as all of those things are. Now it says, you will know them by their fruit, the fruit that we evidence in our lives. The second verse that I want us to zoom in here in this chapter is in verse 16 where Jesus speaks and he he says to us you did not choose me but I chose you I want to encourage you God has chosen you you sitting right there God has chosen you you're not watching this video even by accident God has chosen you that we have a choice to go through this world as if we are just more people traveling through this world. Or we can go through this world with an understanding in our hearts and our spirits in the very innermost part of our being that God has chosen us. I believe as a church family, as a family of faith, God has chosen us. He hasn't chosen us exclusively. He hasn't turned his back on the rest of the body of Christ. That's not at all what we're saying. No, he breathes on his whole church. He loves, he cherishes his church. He loves his church so much more than you or I could ever love his church. But yet for us as a a small expression of the Christian church within this city, I truly believe God has chosen us and he has appointed us that we should go and bear fruit. And so God has chosen you that you should go and bear fruit. Not only to bear fruit, not only to bear much fruit that glorifies the Father, but to bear a lasting fruit. Fruit that remains. Fruit that is not washed away in the storm, fruit that is not washed away in the challenges of life, fruit that remains, fruit that endures, fruit that carries, fruit that doesn't go off the moment it's plucked off the tree, in a sense. But fruit that lasts. Jesus says that, he says appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. That whatever you ask the Father in His name, He wants to give us. And so I wonder in your prayer life right now, what are you asking the Father for? I hope and pray that you are asking Him for the wildest dreams, for the craziest things. We serve a big massive god of the impossible our prayers might as well be big massive and impossible there's no reason we have to pray small prayers to a big god maybe we should enlarge not only the place of our tent as scripture says but enlarge our prayer ask our god to do miraculous things in our midst and i hope and pray that you are praying for yourself for your family for the individual things that matter in your life they're important to pray for and to pray about. I also pray that you are praying with us for our church in this city, that you are praying with us for the purposes of God to which he has called us. And I want to invite you to that end to join us on Monday evenings as we come as Yacouche last week to abide in God's presence, just to take time out to sit with him, to hear his voice. Come and join us on Monday evenings to seek his face and to ask. And scripture says, as we do that, Whatever we ask, He will not withhold from us. He will answer our prayer. That is some of the fruitfulness that God would have in our lives, is a fruitfulness in our prayer life. A few moments ago, I I mentioned that perhaps we might ask, but what is fruitfulness as a Christian? What does it mean to bear fruit, to bear much fruit? What does that look like in our lives? I believe that there are at least three areas of fruitfulness that Scripture holds before us. The first one is on an individual level. It is a transformational fruit that the Holy Spirit brings in our lives and speaks to our character. The Bible calls it the fruit of the Spirit. We read about them here in Galatians chapter 5. And if we're bearing fruit that glorifies God, I know this is an area we can spend a lot of time around. It's an area perhaps that as the modern church, we haven't spent so much time around. We we spend time talking about this Fruit of the spirit. i sorry, the gifts of the spirit, and we seek those gifts, and we should. The Bible says we must. 1 Corinthians 14. We should desire spiritual gifts, and I hope you do that. You are desiring to flow in the gift, desiring to prophesy, desiring to heal the sick, and to speak in tongues, to cast out demons. All of those beautiful things that the Spirit leads us to do. But also, we should spend time desiring to bear fruit. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. How are you growing in your self-control? I know that's a perpetual challenge in in traffic when the, the car cuts you off. When there's almost an accident, when you feel somebody has wronged you, how are we doing in self-control and in long-suffering? In patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, aspects that Scripture says if we are truly to be His disciples, we should carry out. God has appointed you to bear these fruits, and your bearing these fruits brings Him glory much fruit, lasting fruit. And that's the first level on which we see fruit and want us to just think about fruit for this morning in our lives on that individual level. But then also on a corporate level, I believe that the Scriptures would have us bear fruit as a family of faith. In the context we were reading just now, in John chapter 15, Jesus speaks repeatedly that we should love one another. We should continue to love one another. That greater love is no one than to lay down his life for his friends. All of those verses then. John 15 speaking about the instruction to love. A communal love. The world will know that we are his disciples by the love we have for one another. And so are you deliberately seeking community? Are you deliberately seeking to draw together, to gather together? To gather together, not only in our Sundays, as important as that is, as we gather together to worship, to gather together on a Monday to pray as an example, but to gather together with community of faith simply because we love one another. Our small groups, typically on Wednesday nights, are not designed. The idea wasn't to replace fellowship. Our small groups are, are not a place where kind of we tick our box that we have done our gathering together for the week. It's meant to be a place that fosters relationship, a place where we come together, where we say, I am committed to these people that we are meeting with on Wednesday, and I love them. And even if right now I don't feel so great, I'm going to go because I want to invest and sow into somebody's life. And then ideally for us, we meet again on a, on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday, not by program, not by structure, just simply because we love one another, we love being together, we do life together. We wanna be there in important moments in one another's lives. We wanna share life together. We wanna have fun together. We wanna be friends together. We wanna share the joy of Jesus together. And small group is a launch pad for that. Small group is not the end game. Small group is not where it ends. Small group for us is just that place where relationship in the spirit can start. And small group is the place where, when our lives get busy, We're deliberate about saying, I'm not going to neglect my fellowship. I'm going to make a priority of it. I'm going to be there every week because I care for the people that God has put in my life. And then the third element of fruitfulness that I believe God has appointed us for, God has called us for, God wants us to embrace and live for passionately. And that is our fruitfulness in the gospel. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke about the fact that I believe the gospel matters. That I believe the fact that the God of the universe who came down to earth, born of a virgin, was crucified on the cross on the third day, rose again, defeated the power of death to wash our sin away, to cleanse us, to restore us back to the Father for eternity. To me, that matters. That doesn't just matter in a nice sense and a sense that makes me feel better. That matters in a sense that it drives every fiber of my life. That matters in a sense that eternity matters. That matters in a sense that transcends our few moments here on this earth. It matters in a sense that we will be with God for eternity if we know him. It matters in a sense that those who do not embrace the gospel that are A distinct punishment and a separation from God awaits them. And I believe that God has called us and appointed us to fruitfulness in leading people to Christ and discipling Him. In seeing lives transformed and seeing others, as Yaku spoke about last week, about us abiding in the vine. You know, the beautiful thing about horticulture in that sense is that branches can be grafted in. That God would have us take many, many other branches and graft them into the vine, bring them into relationship with Jesus, that they too may know Him, that they may abide in Him, that they may bear much fruit to the glory of the Father, that their joy may be full. I believe God would have us as a church not only be effective, but be prosperous and fruitful, bear much fruit in the gospel. And so to that end, for all of those of us who are part of this church family, this family of faith, I want to extend a new invitation. We've been pruned. We've been cut down because God wants us to prosper. And I want to extend the invitation to you to say, don't you want to join us as we reboot, as we restart, as we get going again? To make a commitment to say, Sundays are a priority for me. Oh, no, no. I don't only just want to be there I want to help to make it special. I want to stand behind a video camera. I want to sing in the worship team. I want to make this message. I want to make this coming together special. Maybe I can be there just a few moments beforehand to pray for the service. Maybe I can be on the lookout for new people who are there for the first time and have a strike up a conversation with them and meet them and get to know them. But this is my church and I want to see it flourish and as we've been cut down and cut back, maybe I want to put my hand to the plow and serving at foundations and teaching. And maybe I want to put my hand to the plow again at leading in a small group or serving in some other capacity. But I sense God is calling us to a season of fruitfulness. He is saying this is the season that kings go out to war, and will you go out to war? Yes, it will be uncomfortable at times. Yes, it's a sacrifice. But it is a beautiful sacrifice where we experience the joy of living and serving and walking with Jesus. The joy that every one of the disciples went through, the 11 specifically, that walked close to, to Jesus. That remained after Judas, all 11 of them willingly gave their lives as martyrs. I don't sense right now in the season of the church we're in, I thank God for that, that he's calling us to martyrdom. But are we willing to give up something of our comfort to say, Jesus, your gospel matters. I want to be fruitful for the gospel. I want to see people transformed by the message of the cross. I want to see people transformed by your presence. I want to pray to that end. I want to serve to that end. I want to give to that end. I want to live to that end. Can we as a church again take up a yoke and say, yes, Jesus, send us. Our nets are ready. And I'm serving to see The gospel extended. Can we pray together as we close? And if you're here, if you're joining us for the first time, perhaps you're not a follower of Jesus yet. Don't you want to pray with me? It will be our absolute joy, not only to pray with you, but to get to know you, to serve with you, to come alongside you. After the message, you can just go at the bottom of this YouTube clip. There is a, in the description, there's a link you can click. Give us your details. We would love to phone you, pray with you, get to know you a little bit better. And let's pray as we close. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for your goodness. Thank you that you committed to our joy, Lord. Father, I pray for everyone who has struggled with that midtime. Everyone who struggles to believe that you are committed to their joy, that right now you would demolish that lie over every mind, Lord, in Jesus' name. Over every spirit, that you would demolish, that lie about your character, about your nature, and that they would know, Jesus, that you are committed to their joy, that your invitation is to joy, that they may discover the joy of the Lord, which is their strength. God, we pray that as you prune us and you're clearly pruning, thank you, Father, that you are faithful to prune us, that you don't just leave us to grow as a wild bush, but you prune us so that we may Bear fruit, more fruit, lasting fruit, fruit that brings you glory. We want to do that, Lord. We want to be fruitful vines, vines that bring you glory. And so lead us in that, God. Fertilize us water us. Be that ultimate vine dresser that causes us to grow in the way that brings you most glory. Father, I pray that we may individually demonstrate your fruit in our lives that we may grow in every one of those facets, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, that corporately we may grow in the fruitfulness of loving one another, of truly loving our brothers and sisters in the faith. God, I pray that you would teach us what that means. Lead us in that, shepherd us in that. And Lord, we pray that as a church, we may be fruitful in the gospel, fruitful in carrying out the message of Jesus, fruitful and leading people to salvation as we point them to Jesus, that they may put their faith in you too. Father, I pray for anybody who's praying with us for the first time today who has not yet put their faith in you, that right now that miracle of transformation would happen in their lives as they choose to put their faith in you to say, I want to follow Jesus. And God, thank you that you have appointed them, that you have chosen them in the same way that you have chosen and appointed us to bear fruit for your name's sake. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. Do you remember we are able to have normal services again, in-person services. We would love to have you join us for an in-person service. You can go to our church's link tree, and all of the information about our services are available there. God bless you. May you have an incredibly fruitful week this week. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 12 362-1363 362-1363 Email us Pretoria at ShofaOnline.org Browse our website www.shofaonline.org Or like us on facebook.com forward slash Pretoria